Hello everyone, this is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about who's on your bus and breaking down your circle of influence with my amazing guest, Barbara M. Littles. And as we come to the end of the year and the start of a new year and a new decade, because 2020 begins a new decade, Assessing your circle of influence is something that everyone should be doing. It's an exercise that we should all spend time doing. Basically, who is influencing us and who are we influencing? And so Barbara is the perfect person to have this conversation. Her name is synonymous with change agents because she empowers organizations and women to find their voice in leadership, business, and ministry and infuse it into their culture. She believes that to be like everyone else is to be like no one, and we should be living out our values. As the CEO of Purpose by Design, Barbara's uniqueness lies in her ability to see the end from the beginning and to utilize her skill set of over 30 years as a corporate attorney and leader to develop systems and strategies that work. She's a founding partner and certified coach, speaker, and trainer with the John Maxwell team, where she currently serves on the President's Advisory Council. Above all things, Barbara is a lover of God and people. And so on this episode with Barbara, we discussed why your circle of influence is so important, her personal story behind really getting clear on who and what influences her, how we can assess who is on our bus, who to let on, and who to tell it's time to get off, her key tips for women when it comes to relationships and circles of influence, and so much more. So on this episode with Barbara, you're going to hear me cracking up so much because Barbara just has this vibrant energy about her, and she makes me laugh, and I just love her. And you guys are going to enjoy listening to her, especially the tips that she shares on this really, really important topic of the people in your life and circle of influence, because I know that this is something that a lot of us face challenges with navigating those relationships, navigating those people, and at the same time, putting ourselves in a position where we are allowing ourselves to succeed. So this is going to be an episode that you want to listen to again and that you want to share. But before we get into the episode, we've recently launched a super useful guide slash checklist called the Clever Girl Finance Roadmap. And it's based on the principles in the Clever Girl Finance book, which you can find everywhere books are sold. And these principles are broken into six key components. It is a detailed and actionable guide to help you get equipped with the knowledge and confidence to handle your money, get out of debt, and create a sound financial future for yourself. If you have the Clever Girl Finance book already, it is a great guide to accompany the book, and if you don't, it is still super useful as a standalone guide as well. We also recently launched a video on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel where I go over this roadmap in detail. So download the roadmap and then stop by youtube.com slash to watch the video on this roadmap. And then if you haven't already, get a copy of the Clever Girl Finance book to go along with the roadmap and the video. And be sure to stop by clevergirlfinance.com to check out our personal finance course platform. We're launching brand new courses every single month on different financial and life-related topics. And we have one-on-one mentors that can help you as they're working on your courses to keep you accountable. Basically, you can schedule a call with them to talk about your pressing issues, and they're there to support and motivate you. And as we step into a new year and a new decade, as I mentioned earlier, this is a great time to invest in yourself and invest in your personal development so that you're able to accomplish those big goals that you have for yourself. 
Finally, I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast. And if you love what you listen to, be sure to leave a review and tell your best girlfriends about this podcast. Now let's get into this episode with Barbara. Hey, Barbara, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Bola. How are you? Thank you for having me. I am so, 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 so excited to have you on the podcast. I cannot wait for everyone to hear how amazing you are. <laughs> well, you know, it, it takes an amazing person to know an amazing person. So I am so glad to be here and to um, for us to have this conversation with your listeners. Yeah, so you and I, we have a mutual sister in common, Miss Carla Andrews, and we have both spoken at her event at West Palm Beach over the summer. Um, and it was just such a pleasure to meet you and get to know you and find out all the things that we had in common. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself to everyone listening and tell them who you are and what you do. All righty. Well, my name is Barbara Littles, and um, I like to think of myself as a change agent, uh, particularly for women. Uh, I work with all groups of people, but I really have a particular passion for women, and, and you'll understand that today as we talk. Um, my background, my background in trade, I'm an attorney, a corporate attorney, practiced for years, and uh, now I really train in leadership and communication, but mainly negotiation. And, and not when we think about negotiation, not just negotiation in terms of business, but negotiating every aspect of your life. I have a family, husband, and two beautiful daughters. They're grown now. And so um, I'm just out here doing my thing in business, Bola. <laughs> and I love it. And when I heard you speak, you hands down gave the best talk I've ever heard on relationships and circle of influences and navigating life. Um, and I, till this day, can still see you walking across that stage, giving me all these points because you were just talking to me alone <laughs> in that big room. It was all about me. That's right. And <laughs> That's right, Paul. It was just for you. Just me and you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And so, you know, one of the things I wanted to share with folks was just the importance of circle of influence, right? I guess that's that would be like our entry into the conversation. So why is your circle of influence so important? You know what, Bola, I am so passionate about this because I lived it. I made all the mistakes. <laughs> I did some things really well. And I think you get to a point in your life that you have to figure out, okay, what, why is this so important? And it's so important, Bola, because it is your relationships and the center of influence. Our relationships are the entry to every single door in life that we want to and need to walk through. Hmm. And so, you know, who you have in that circle of influence or in that room and making sure they're in the right place is absolutely critical. A lot of times you hear people say, you know, I, I wish I knew how to do this or I had to get this place or that place. But the truth is, no matter where you're from, no matter what your background is, it really is about your circle of influence and the people you have around you, you know, because it's been said that you become the five people that you spend the most time with. And that's yeah. absolutely true. Absolutely true. So putting people in the right place and knowing where people belong in, in your life is, is critical. And it's critical to getting where not only you want to go, but what I really consider to be your call and your destiny in your life and the impact that you are called to have on other people. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely critical. Um, 
So Barbara, is there is there a personal story about this? Why is this particular area one of your focus points? It's it's one of my focus points because you know I grew up. I'm from a family of eight. My my mother worked inside the home, and my father worked outside of the home. And neither one of my parents went to college. Actually, neither one of them finished high school. Wow. Um, but my father's vision for the family was that every single one of his children will go to college. And he always, he taught me something about people. He said, never think that you're better than anybody else. But he, the other thing that he always said was, but there's nobody better than you. <laughs> and I, I think about the life lessons, Bolo, that he really taught that I didn't realize he was teaching at the time. And I remember him saying, make sure now, this is a person who probably Bola had a fourth grade education because he quit work to take care of his family. And he said, um, be careful who the people are that are in your circle. And he would say, of course, like birds of a feather flock together. And who you associate with is extremely important and it says a lot about who you are. And as I went through life, I began to see that there were people who you know, had very negative thoughts and comments. And if you stay in that circle long enough, you'll begin to see the negative things. But I also was fortunate to have these very positive people in my life and mentors in my life. I didn't even realize both the importance of those people. At that time, I admired them, but didn't understand the real importance of them until I started getting older. And I realized what an influence they had in my life and how all the positive things in my life, it was because of these people in my life. Wow. And so, you know, I've tried to teach that to my children uh, and I've, I've put that in every single area of your life. So mat- no matter if you're on this, you know, podcast and you're, you know, a male or female and you have, you know, you say, well, I'm just a, you know, I'm, I, people say I'm just a stay home mom. No, you're not just a stay home mom. You have the ability to watch and see who's the circle of influence in your children's lives. So both of my house, we had two girls and my house was the the house where all the girls came. And people would say, why do you always have those girls at your house? I said, because I know who their friends are. Mm. I know who their circle of influence is. So even at a young age, you start. So there were lessons that I learned about this. And I saw the impact of people who were very bright. Bola had a lot of potential. And I saw them really not go down the right path. And it was based on the people that they were around. So it absolutely makes a difference. It makes a difference in your life. Yeah, that's, that's so important. And so people can be listening to this, right. And saying, well, well, you know, I have some people in my life that may not be so great for me. They're not really great influences because sometimes, you know, right. Yeah. But they don't really affect me. Like, you know, I separate myself from them, but then you're spending all your time with them. So when there was this, there's this great analogy you have about who's on your bus, right. And I would love for you to break it down for us to help put that way of thinking in context of what the true impact is to you when you're like, well, they're around me, but they don't affect me when they really do. Yeah. So, so who's on your bus? Because we always <laughs> think about that, I, I use the bus analogy because all of us- I love it. I love it because all of us have had some uh, interaction or we've had some experience with the yellow bus. You know, whether it was a school bus, <laughs> even if you didn't ride the bus, okay, you saw that yellow bus and you still see it now. So I always use the analogy on the bus because there are only a certain amount of seats on that bus. There are only amount of, so everybody can't be in your bus. The other thing is that it takes time to invest in relationships, good relationships, 
and you you only have 24 hours in a day, 168 days in 168 hours in a week. So you have to use the hours wisely. So on the bus, if you think about it, first of all, the most important person on your bus is you. You are driving your bus. You should be driving your own bus. And then you have these passengers. And you have to ask yourself, for each seat, if you only have 16 to 17 seats on your bus, you have to ask yourself, for each person on that bus, why is this person on my bus? Why is this person in my life at this particular time? What role does this person play? What do they add to my life? What do I add to their life? And that's going to help you determine who belongs in your bus. Now, sometimes we have people on our bus. They belong in our bus, but they're on the wrong place in our bus. Sometimes we have them in the front of the bus, and they kind of need to be in the back of the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and some fine bowler, the people that we have in the back of the bus need to be in the front of the bus. So it's not only about who's on the bus. Are they in the right place on your bus? Now, this is divided into, I think, family. Mm-hmm. You have friends. If you're in business, you may have uh, investors or associates that are on your bus. You know, you have colleagues that are on your bus. So there are categories of people. I don't suggest anybody. You can't get rid of your family. I mean, your family is your family. But if you have people where you know, I shouldn't be in that, this is not really a good influence for me, go to the family function. Come a little later and leave a little earlier. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm serious. Be a positive. Get there as late as possible. That's right. And leave, and leave as early, early as yeah. possible. <laughs> and, and, and Bola, I had to learn that, you know, because you, you feel, we feel a sense of obligation, I, especially as women. We feel a sense of obligation. Well, I have to go, you know, because that's so-and-so. And sometimes, you know, you really do need to show up. Um, and I think the other thing is, my husband taught me about this, Bola. Years ago, I would get up and I w- we would have five events that we were invited to that day. And my husband would get up and he would say, which event are we going to? And I say, oh, no, we're going to make all five of them. We'll spend 10 minutes here, 15 minutes there. And he said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to one of the events, Barbara. We can acknowledge the other four, but we don't have time to go to all those events. But, he, well, I did that for years, and then I finally realized he was on to something. You know, <laughs> you have to decide where you go and where you spend your time. And time, Bola, is the greatest commodity. Because it's the only thing that you can't get back. Now, I know you talk about money. Money, I'll give you my money before I give you my time. So I give you my time, and that means a whole lot. And so people that we spend time with, I I would ask the listeners, ask yourself these questions. When you walk away from a conversation, did that conversation add value to me? Did I learn something from that conversation? Was I inspired by that conversation? And if the answer is no, you really need to consider whether or not that person needs to be in your bus. Because listen, bowl of the wrong people on your bus and your bus will be broke down on the side of the road. <laughs> okay? You know those, those jacked up buses on the side of the road? That's the bus when you have the wrong people on it. The, yep. The, the, the other people, the buses that are going clearly, they have the right people in the bus. Yep. And there's no one on your bus to help you fix that bus to keep it going. That's right. right? That's right, Polo. You know, he's like... You know, so I, I think that, and the one that causes us to do bowler as individuals, it causes us to really rise up in life and really want to and strive to be the best that we can be. Because I always think, too, I want to be the best that I can be so that I can be on someone else's bus and add value. And add value. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who add value in your life, they do it on purpose. People who add value are intentional about it. People who take away or subtract from you, 
they n- normally don't do it intentionally. They don't even know they're doing it. Yep. They don't so, know. Yeah, they, they, they don't know. And so you have to be able to determine which that is. And that bus concept will drive your whole life and it really will drive it in one direction or the other. So I would just ask everyone to really consider, you know, who's, who's really on your bus. Because when you get ready to, um, I don't care whether it's, I need someone that I can talk to and I know that it's not going beyond the four walls. You have to have those people in your life. Mm-hmm. There are not many of them, but you have to have those people. You know, those people who they're first in line, they may not understand what you're doing, but they say, Bola, whatever it is, I'm invested in. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to have those, you have to have those people in your life that say, okay, now Bola, I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, Barbara, I'm going to tell you the way it really is. So you have to have a combination of people. So they're not all yes people in your life. They're going to say, oh, Barbara, everything you're doing is great. Um, in fact, the more I'm in business, the more I really value those people who say, you know, oh, that was good, but, you know, I think, you and not in a negative way. Yeah. You know these people, that's why the people who are on your bus are important, because you have to know that these people have your best interest at heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I can totally relate to everything that you're saying um, about who you have on your bus, who you're spending your time with, that asset that you can never get get back, you know, your time, your health, those are the two most important things. Absolutely. The money is a byproduct of having good health and having time to get stuff done, to earn money, to make money, to put your money to work for you. But I can definitely relate because I think about what I'm doing now and the things I want to accomplish. And I know for a fact that there are people, friends, family, acquaintances, um, places I used to work, that if I still had those people slash things in my Mm -hmm. life today, I would not be doing any of what I'm doing now or be where I am now even despite the fact that I am still a massive work in progress and I still have, you know, massive goals that I'm pursuing, but it's just, you know, I had to let certain things and certain people go, right. Distance, um, get off my bus (laughs) because they were just holding me back. And it wasn't because they were doing it intentionally. It had nothing to do with, you know, like them being like trying to do something intentionally, but, everything to do with where I didn't want to be and how they couldn't help me get to where I actually wanted to be. Absolutely. And, and, and you know what, Bo, and these people, if you would ask them, they love you. Yeah. So everyone that um, is in that place, not that they don't love you, they love you. They're loving you the best way they know how. And sometimes they think they're protecting you. You know, I don't want you to lose your money. I don't want you to get hurt. I don't want you to be disappointed. And we both know that in the process of anything great, you're going to experience all those things. I remember a mentor of mine, uh, John Maxwell, said one of the things that you need to teach your children, you need to teach them how to fail. And I was like, what? Hmm. He said, because success is on the other side of failure. And Bola, that is so true, but you never get to that type of failure unless you go out and try to do something big. And to me, it's never a failure per se, if I take the lesson and I walk away and say, okay, how could I do this better? How can I not do that again? And why didn't that work? And so those are the type of people you need in your life who, who are going to say, okay, you know, that, that didn't work out the way you expected. Let's look at that, see why. And they can help you process through and navigate through the difficult times in your life and uh, even, and be there for you in the joyous times of your life. So 
Um, and it's not easy. You know, letting go, <laughs> I have learned, Bola, is not easy. Because no. the people, you like the people. It's not that yeah. you like them, you know? Um, but you have to ask yourself, if I continue on this path with these people on my bus, am I going to get to destiny? And it's all about destiny and impact. Each of us, I mean, every single person that's listening, you were made to have an impact in this earth. You, you really mm. were. And you've been given a gift, even if you don't, don't know what it is. And, the, and some people don't know what it is. And if you don't, it's even more important to have the right people in your bus because they'll see the gift before you do. Hmm. They'll see the gift before you do. Sometimes people intimidate us, Bola, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had those people in my life that intimidate me. I'm like, I know I, I, know I really should, but that person intimidates me. And, but I've learned to push past the fear of intimidation because most people, Bola, they want to help you. And that was leading into my next question because, okay, so someone's listening to this and they're like, okay. So Barbara, I know who I need to have on my bus. Maybe I don't know who I need to have on my bus. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I know who I don't need to have on my bus. Like Mm -hmm. asking myself the questions you've asked me to ask myself. I may not have all my seats full yet. I'm still looking for certain people trying to figure that out. But there's some people I know that they just can't be on my bus. They can't hang on to the side of my bus. They can't stand in line for my bus. <laughs> they need to miss my bus. <laughs> totally. <laughs> However, these people are like my family, my best friends, my closest coworkers. These are people that I love and I like, but I know that in this season of my life and where I'm trying to get to, whether it's your finances, your career, your business, whatever, they just cannot help you and they shouldn't be on this bus. Mm-hmm. How do I navigate this conversation, this distancing, this getting them to get off my bus mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but, without no, throwing them out the window? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, <laughs> don't throw them out the, don't throw them out the window. <laughs> well, you know, the thing, Bola, is that um, people don't recognize that they are potentially an, an issue for you. I believe that there's a cheering squad. And, you know, when you think of cheerleaders, Bola, cheerleaders on the sidelines. And they're cheering the team on. They are not on the field in the game. There's a place for cheerleaders. And I think so. for some of those people, they are, some of them are cheerleaders of yours. You know, they might cheer one minute, not the next. But, they, but there's some type of cheerleader. The key is, again, to get them on that sideline where they're watching and they may be inspired by what you're doing. They just can't help you get there. And then the people on your bus are the team that's actually on the field and they're helping to move the game forward. They're helping to move the ball forward. That's your team. So repositioning people and moving people, I think is the most difficult part. And I find that, and, and the thing that you first have to accept is that you can't be responsible because I did this for a long time. You cannot be responsible for other people's emotions. What you have to be responsible for is being kind. So I would think when I had, for example, I had someone I had to kind of move off the bus um, and, she, and they were they were sideline person. They were very uh, much of a cheerleader, but they couldn't help me go where I need to go. And inevitably they would have really hindered that effort, not knowingly, not intentionally, but they would have hindered it. 
And so I had a conversation and I just said to this particular person, and I've said this to other people, um, there are just some things that I know that I need to do right now uh, in my life. So you may not hear as much from me. I want you to know that, that I love you. I'll keep in contact with you, but it's only because I really need to focus on this right now. And otherwise I won't be able to get it done. Now, there'll be people who will say, oh, okay, they'll understand. And you might send a card to them periodically. I set a side time bowl where I take an hour and I send cards to people, just let them know I'm thinking about it. So mm-hmm. I stay in contact, but from, a, from afar, from a little distance. Yeah, yeah. That- um, and then there's going to be other people who are not going to understand. <laughs> and, and and the key bowl, I hear the hesitation. Yeah, the key bowl. I'm just thinking because I've been there. I know. I've been there. I'm telling you, I've been there as recently as two weeks ago, and it was really hard. It was really hard. Um, but what happens is, as you move forward, people do begin to realize that you have a much bigger call than than what you have at this moment. And I've had people who've come back to me. And who said to me, you know, I didn't understand when you first said that. And they said, I've been watching you for the last two years. And I've watched how what you have done has, and what you're doing has such a great impact. I understand now. Mm. That's going to be some people. It's not going to be everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, when you think about it, right. uh, You know, I think about all the different experiences that I've had that have led me to this place. And honestly, like, me, who I am today, I am a work of growth. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> I'm not, I'm far from the person that was 10 years ago. I'll give you a personal story. So around when I was planning my wedding, this is about nine years ago now, I was just in a really difficult place with my work. I was working in technology consulting. I was going through a really tough time at work. I hated my job. I hated my boss. I hated my coworkers <laughs> at my client site. So I hated everybody. Sometimes I hated my then fiance. <laughs> because this wedding was driving me crazy. Right. I hated my parents or trying to invite people I didn't want to see. I just hated everybody. <laughs> and I remember that I hated my job so much that I would walk into work every day, go to a client site, and I would not say hello to anybody. I wouldn't say good morning to anybody. I did not smile at anybody. And there was one particular lady. Her name is Maria. Maria is one of my mentors today. She's amazing. And every morning I would walk by, because we all had these cubicles as consultants, and she was like, you know, ahead of me, she was already at the executive level at the consulting firm. And she would say, good morning, Bola. And I would look at her like blank, dead stare. And I would not (laughs) respond. And every morning she was like, good morning, Bola. And I would never respond. I would just walk by her, go to my desk, put on my headphones, damn all you in this office. And then one day I walked past her and as opposed to saying, Good morning, Bola. She's like, you know what, Bola? You need to get over yourself. <laughs> Did she really? Yes. And I paused and I looked at her. I was like, what, Maria? She's like, get over yourself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And she's this sassy lady from Dominican Republic. She was just like, you know, and I was like, wait a minute. And so I was, I was upset. I was like, why would she, why would she tell me that? And I was like, wait a minute. You never greet this woman in the morning. You're not that nice to her at meeting. She's always trying to like, she was always trying to, cause I was kind of like her baby. She was always trying to like get on my nerves, but make me smile. And she just never quit. So that morning I was like, why would she say that to me? And then I went to lunch with the other people I went to lunch with. And that's when I had the realization 
that every day we would go to this lunch, whether we were buying lunch or we were packing lunch, we would go to this like cafeteria space and I would sit with these people and all we would do was complain. We would complain from the top to the bottom, from the left to the right about who we hated, how we hated this job. We would complain for a solid hour. If we went on a snack break, we would complain walking to the venue. We would complain leaving the office. We would complain on the messenger at night doing our project, catching up at work. We would complain when we got into I was like, wait a minute. This is who I've become because of who I'm with. That's Look it. at the people on my bus. I was like, you know what? I'm done with all of you. <laughs> Go to lunch alone. And after that, I changed. Like, But that was who I was. And it took me the realization to see that it was because who I had around me. And sometimes we just have to assess where we are and get wow. over ourselves. Because, you know, when, you, when I think about myself down, back then, I was in this space where you can't tell me anything. I hate this. I don't care why you think you might like it. Like I was already, I made up my mind. I was resistant to any type of positivity. It just wasn't going to work, you know, wow. until she kind of like broke a chip off of my ice block. and was like, get over yourself. I, what I didn't want to hear. <laughs> but, but that's why you need those people in your life. Yes. Sometimes yeah, I mean, you need the Maria's and I still have Maria. And she tells me. <laughs> you kept Maria. We need yes, I kept Maria. Who say, you know what? Okay, honey, I've been talking to you and speaking to you every day, and you haven't said anything. Well, let me just tell you, both. It's time for me to tell you to get over yourself. And, and, <laughs> and I had those people in my life who, you know, somebody sat me down uh, not too long ago, and, and they said um, I was having someone work on my home. Okay, and well, she was going to be a real estate agent, and I decided that you know I need to fire. Her. You know, she yeah. And so my friend who had recommended her said, and, and, and we had a real nice conversation. I had a nice conversation with the agent. And my friend called me and said, Barbara, you know, you send really mixed messages to people. I was like, what do you mean? He said, you know, because people think you're nice. I mean, he said, you are nice. <laughs> he said, she, she, she called me and told me you fired her. He said, and she said, well, she was really nice about it, you know? He said, but she was very direct. Let me tell you, Bola, I didn't really know how, you don't really know how you come across to people until other people tell you. And so he said, you know, like I realized when I start working with you, he said, I realized that your strength, your strength is that you're really nice to people. He said, but you can get to the point. There's certain things that you want done. You want done a certain way. And so you know, you, you learn about yourself. And I think people help you learn about yourself. They really do. And people like Maria, uh, who are in your life, and they know there's something about you, and they know there's more in you that can tell you, you know, well, you need to... And I, at first, when he said that, I said, well, I don't know about that, you know. And I start thinking about it. And I said, hmm, he's probably true. Because people probably do confuse being nice with not being able to fire somebody. And... Uh, uh, so, you know, just in terms of who we are and, you know, the story about, you know, Maria and, and just telling you, that was a pivotal time in your life. Yep. For somebody to say that to you. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just have to hear people tell you the things you don't want to hear. Maria does that for me. My mom does that for me. My mom is like, listen, she has no filter. <laughs> You think you look cute, and she's like, you just look foolish. Well, look. <laughs> that's, that's my mom. <laughs> Bola? Well, it's funny, because that's my daughter's name. 
because <laughs> that's my job. They are they're thirty three and twenty seven, right? And usually I can never get, reach them at the same time. So I went to the hairdresser one day. Bola got this this hairstyle, and I thought I don't know if I like this a lot. But anyway, I I left the hairdresser, and I'm walking down the street, and I call my daughters, and they're like, "Let us see, mom. Let us see." And I put it up, you know, so they can see it, and they both start <laughs> laughing. Bola, they. They say so mean. They start laughing hysterically. And they said, Mom, how far are you from the hairdresser? I said, I just left. I'm like, a, a few feet. They said, turn around and go back. That does not look good. <laughs> and so I know those people that I need in my life for different things, but yeah. you need truth tellers. They're truth tellers. Yep. And they're typically, you know when they're coming from a good place and you know when they're just being vindictive because there are those people in your life that you know it doesn't matter how amazing what you did is they're like mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. you know like but then there are those people who are like you know what you think that's amazing it's not that great but here's some feedback on how you can make it even better those are the Absolutely. people that are playing on your field so there's a you you have to be able to determine the difference between those two types of people you Absolutely. know and kick the other one off the bus. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so Bola, I'm telling you, guard the door of that bus, honey. That, <laughs> that look, guard the door of that bus. I, I, I'm so serious because there are always people too who will try to attach themselves. Um, and they're not bad people. They're they're good people, but they see that you know this is everyone likes momentum. So when the bus is moving, everyone wants to be on the bus. But to get the bus moving is a whole different thing. You gotta give the you gotta give the bus gas. You know that that bus has to accelerate. People are not so crazy about getting on the bus when it's not moving. But once it starts moving, everybody's like, hey, "Let me get on the bus." And you have to ask yourself, okay, why are these people in my life at this time and in in this particular place? You know, you you ask yourself if at two o'clock in the morning, I had a real issue. Who could I call? Who could I call? And it wouldn't and wouldn't not be a big deal. Who could I call? And they'd be say they'd wake up, and they say, "Bola, Barbara, I'm listening." Yep. You know, and it takes a while to get all those seats. I, I'm a I am a I always say I'm still a work in progress. Um, in terms of always assessing who's on the bus. And also assessing how I show up on other people's bus. Mm, I always look to see how do I show up? You know, how am I showing up? Or am I showing up? You know? That's that's a very good point. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll be honest and say that I haven't been that great on some people's buses. (laughs) And it's not because I didn't want to be great for them. It's just because I had had all these things going on. And this is just me being honest, right? Sometimes I'm like amazing on people's buses. And sometimes I'm just like, no, let me just kick myself off. I'm going to throw myself out the window of this bus because I just can't be that person for you. And I'm taking up the seat. But then I... I can come around and be that person for you when you need me. Right. So I, we, I think it's almost like we all go through seasons. Right. And sometimes, like you said, it's, you want to be constantly assessing your bus and also mm-hmm. assessing yourself and other people's buses, because if you can't be there for that person in the way that they need you to be there, then give up your seat to this person who can. But you know, I think that that's good, Bola. I, I really do. I, I think, because I think the worst thing is to stay on someone's bus, take a seat. You know, they're not going to kick you off the bus. Okay. And you don't show, I mean, you can't show up a hundred percent. And yeah. I, I'm like you, I'm the person who, if I know that I can't show up 
And I've had people that beg me to stay on the bus. And I'm saying to them, no. Integrity says, if I can't show up right now 100% for you, then even though you want me here, it's not the place for me to be and it's not good for you. And, and, you know, and so I think there's a lot of merit in saying, you know, I can't be here 100% for whatever reason right now and, um, and give up your seat. Yep. Yeah. I I think back to when I first had my, my twins, um, (laughs) (laughs) those early days, oh my God, it was a struggle (laughs) life. I was dealing with, I don't know what kind of postpartum. It's real life. Every every nanny quit on me. I was, I was just, you know, and you know, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't come to the dinners. You know, I couldn't come on the trips. My husband's working. I can't fly with two babies. There was just friends I couldn't be there for because it was an amazing miracle. But the other half of it, the miracle was the babies. But the other half of it was like deliriously suffering from lack of sleep, That's navigating right. two babies at once. Oh my God, what is happening to me? Those first <laughs> six That is so true. It was tough. And, you know, you see the pictures, you don't get it. You don't know. Maybe, you know, I don't know, <laughs> but I just can't be the best person you want me to be. And I have people in my life who took it personal, like, let's go to lunch. I cannot come to lunch. I have two babies. I don't have a nanny. Yeah. I have no help. You know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. I cannot come to your lunch an hour away. Oh, just, you know, just bring the babies. We'll put them on the side of uh, the side of where? <laughs> the side of the bus? <laughs> the side of the bus. Well, and do you know how long and how much effort it takes to get those babies ready? To oh even get them there. Yep. So I knew that I couldn't be that person they needed me to be. So I just mm. said, you know what? I can't make this. I won't be there. Let me get off the bus. But you know, free up some room. And then when I got back to having everything control a little better handle on my life, I was there a hundred percent. So I definitely agree with what you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it takes courage though, to know that and to own up to it, that I can't do this right now. And I think especially for women, because we are socialized. We really are to be that superwoman. <laughs> and, and I went through that period, Bola, where I was superwoman, okay? My hair was on top of my head. You know, I'm running to all the meetings. And all. I had organizations, Bola, I had to give up. You know, and they'd be like, oh, we, 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 why are you giving up? It's nothing personal. I said, at this point in my life, I just, I, just, I just cannot do it. And it's okay to know and understand your capacity at that given time. Um, and so, you know, it can, sometimes it can be a lonely place in moments. Um, but I'll tell you the true people, the strength of the people that are supposed to be with you will really come forth when you make those decisions in your life and you have the courage to walk in them. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So Barbara, there's a flip side of this, you know, where, okay, there are people that you know that you, you, from everything that you've said now, you've kind of given us tips on how to deal with those people, like the friends, the family, getting them off your bus, getting yourself off of other people's buses. But then there's the pressure that we put upon ourselves by the, in, the external influences that we have, like social media, like watching television or, you know, looking at magazines, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, the things that, you know, we get in this space where we start to um, <laughs> I know get carried away with yeah. what we're seeing. And then we put Beyonce on our bus yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she doesn't really know that she's on this bus That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because the figment of our imagination. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. 
That's exactly right. So how, what advice would you give women to kind of help them stay grounded? Like, so you're navigating your circle of influence. You're trying, to, you're trying to stay focused. You're trying to pursue your goals. You're filling in your bus with the right people. You're supporting the people that you need support by being the best that you can be on their own bus. And you're trying to make progress. But then there are all these like roadblocks coming up, you know, on social media, how amazing this person's life is, what this person is doing. There's all these external forces that are trying to take your bus off path. Mm-hmm. What... Let me say this. I hate to use this term, but it's so true. Fake news. And I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that from a perspective of, oh, you know, people say you have great lives, fake, but this is fake news. I literally <laughs> have, I'm literally, this, this has happened to me. This is real stories. I mean, and, and this is multiple times where I've had someone to call me and they are in an uproar about their life, how terrible it is, how terrible the relationship is, et cetera, et cetera. And Bola, I'm spending time counseling with them and, you know, trying to encourage them. And literally, Bola, the next minute, I see them post on Facebook and they're talking about how great their life is. <laughs> and this is the person you just finished talking to me about. <laughs> so I learned, Bola, that it's fake news. So I say, tell people this. People who have a lot of time, number one, and this is so true. People who have a lot of time to get on Facebook or Instagram or wherever and talk about what they're doing in their life, you can't have this only 168 hours in a week. <laughs> okay, 24 hours in a day, and part of that you're sleeping. Barbara, you're getting shady now. <laughs> it's, tr- it's true, it's true. No, well, it's true. You cannot be possibly, I think, because I think this is this has caused people to be depressed. It's caused people not to move forward in their life because they get, and they're comparing themselves. Yep. But the truth of the matter is, you have to ask yourself, if you're taking care of all your business in your life, your family, if you have a fa- you know, have family, your job, et cetera, how do you have time to be on social media all that time? It's the truth. Now, business people, I will say, we program things, we put it on social media, but every single aspect of your life, Bola, I tell people, stop comparing. Your, you, do not compare your life to other people on, on Facebook. It is just, or, or Instagram or whatever. It is just not realistic. It's not reality. Um, and I can tell authentically when somebody's on there. They authentically say, hey, I know I had a bad day today. You know, but they're not going on and on about it. They're going to tell you how they came out of it. You know, yeah. they authentically said, this really did happen in my life. But people who are on there every day and everything is so great. There was a, a person who did both. I don't know. She actually became pretty famous doing um, like these story segments. And she, you know, had a big following on YouTube and all these other places and, and advertisers hired her to work for them. And then she got to the place where she came forth and said, this is not my true life. Wow. She said, and what happened was she became so depressed trying to live into what she was posting, which wasn't really true, hmm. that she got depressed. And so I would say to people, spend your time being in the moment being present, enjoying your life. Use your Facebook to stay connected with people. Use Facebook or, or whatever to, to, to look and say, you know what, that person encourages me. You know, that person has a business, they're doing well, they're encouraging me. Because the other part of that is learning to be happy for other people when they're having their moment and they're on their high. Yep. Because then you will have yours at some period of time. So I would ask myself when I'm looking at social media or anything else, I'd say, you know, how does this make me feel after, after I'm on there? Yep. What feelings, be, be really cognizant of what you're thinking 
while you're going through so and are you doing it as a mindless type of thing or is there a purpose to it everything should have a purpose why am i on here right now because i found myself a bunch of times i'm just scrolling through i'm just oh we all have (laughs) scrolling through girl and i'm looking up at an hour past i'm like oh my goodness yeah, the, the bottomless yeah. pit of YouTube. <laughs> the, bottomless, the bottomless pit. You know, and then you go to another little segment. Oh, that was good. And you go to another little segment. You said, that was great. Oh, that was funny. That and was useless, but I will keep going. That's right. And then you say, oh, okay. So it's okay to be on. I think it's great to be on. You learn some great information. You can get encouraged. But you just have to put it in its place. I actually put time now on my calendar to do it. Yep, I have a timer for 35 minutes a day. And, my and that's it. To me. Yep, that's if it. I'm done, I'm done. I have what I don't know, I don't to need do. to know, both. <laughs> You're not missing out on anything. You're not. What you Nothing. don't know, you don't need to know. I, I've, if I look back, the most successful and productive seasons in my life, in business and personally, was when I knew the least about what was going on. Yep. Anywhere. Yep. So, and, and, and realize that when you become um, fiercely focused and protective of your time and who's around you, it will offend people. It has to offend people. You cannot do it without offending people, no matter how hard you try. I had to learn that. I learned, I learned the hard way. You, can't, you cannot yeah. do it without offending people. And yep. it's, it's not because you're mean. It's because people will say, oh, okay, Bowler, you're too good to spend <laughs> Oh, I've, I've gotten that, you know, I've gotten that, um, you know, you don't ever pick up your phone when you're driving, like, you know, your car system. Yes. And I was like, I actually don't pick up my phone when I'm driving because that's one of the times when I get to talk to my kids and find Absolutely. out when I'm taking them to school or picking them up from school, which is when I'm usually driving, what's going on in their lives? What have you been up to before we get home? And it's like dinner, bath, all this, like, it's like, time to talk to my kids. So yeah, for the most part, I may not really pick up my phone or I'm listening to an audiobook or something like, you know, when you have small children, especially when uh-huh. <laughs> I spent the entire summer with you and you get in your car and it's quiet, <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. And it's nothing personal. It's just everything to do with me, Bola, and I'm not picking up my phone, but I will call you <laughs> when I park my car. <laughs> And you know, people who know you, <laughs> people who know you, Bola, they, they begin to realize that. You know, I had um some girlfriends one time and they would say, and I realized this became a big joke. Like I went to this retreat, somebody asked me on a few years ago, and I'm sitting down because the, the group of women, and I didn't know them, I knew the woman who was doing the retreat, and we were sitting down having lunch. I was so talking to this woman, had a great time, Bola. We just hit it off, right? And then she says to me, Yeah, you know, because she said, You are just so down to earth. She said, Because there's somebody on this trip. She said, she's a, she's a lawyer. <laughs> she's a lawyer. And, you know, she insisted on having her own room. And she said, can you imagine that? And I looked at her and I laughed. I said, yeah, I'm that lawyer. Oh, that would be me too. And she said, and I said, but I would have not, my own room. <laughs> yeah. I said, it's not because I think I'm, I'm better than anybody else. It's not that I don't want to affiliate with the women or I wouldn't have come on the treat. I said, the reason I need to have my own room, I said, is because I need introvert time. Yep. And I, and I know what I need for me to show up at my best. So when I'm with, you know, 50 women, 100 women during the day, in the evening, I just want to hear, try to hear myself think. Yep, I'm just she, you, Barbara. <laughs> yeah, and she said, are you serious? I said, yeah. She said, I would have never guessed that you were that person. 
I said, yeah. And she, and she said to me, she said, I am sorry. I made assumptions about you based on the fact that she said, oh, this person wants her own room. Because <laughs> everybody else is pairing up. She said, this person wants her own room. She said, oh, she's a lawyer. She wants her own room. Yeah, she's so, a lawyer. Yeah. A fancy lawyer. <laughs> and, and, right, that, that, that fancy lawyer. It had nothing to do with that. It had to do with me knowing what I need to show up at my best. Hmm. And, you know, sometimes people don't, don't understand that. So I've really learned to listen to people. Um, and really be present with people. Um, and I said to someone last week, I'm, I'm even guarding conversations so closely, Bola. Someone said to ask me last week, what do you think about so-and-so? And I said, a certain thing. And I said, I don't have an opinion about it. I said, and I don't want to think about it because it's not, I have no control over it. It has nothing to do with me. Why would I have a... Con-? And they said, I'm just asking your opinion. I said, yeah, I know you are. And I'm telling you that I'm guarding my space in terms of what I think about. It has nothing to do with me. I have no control over it. I have no decision-making power over it. So I don't really have a thought about it. And that's where I am right now. (laughs) And I love that. And, you know, I think, you know, for everyone who's listening, we're all works in progress. Every Every day is a work in progress. And the minute you stop thinking that you're a work in progress, you know, then you have all kinds of other issues. But... (laughs) And you you gotta laugh. And you have to laugh about it, Bo. You have to. You have to laugh at yourself. (laughs) <laughs> it's growth. Like you, you like in order to get to that next level, you have to grow. You have to spend less time doing certain things. Like, you know, in high school, college, I could sit around talking about people all day long, talking <laughs> about whose dress I didn't like, whose shoe I didn't like, who's like, you know, that kind of, and as you get older, there are other things require your time, right? Like your business, your career, your family, your kids, all these different things. And you have to decide, are you going to be that amazing boss lady building a business, that amazing mom, that amazing Mm. wife or partner, or are you going to like dismiss all those things of like, you know what, girl, let's talk about that outfit. Like you have to, (laughs) let's let's talk about what she wore, who said what she, like that kind of stuff is like, yeah. And sometimes I'll be honest. Sometimes I get sucked into the rabbit hole of talking about this celebrity and that celebrity. And I catch myself and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm talking about her outfit. She just got a bazillion dollars in 25 minutes. And I'm here talking about her outfit. Like, who is the fool? And she could care less what you think about her outfit, right? And somebody said something about somebody one day and I said, but you know what? That person is laughing all the way to the bank. Exactly. And I'm here watching her laugh to the bag, wasting my own time that I don't have. You, 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 that's right. Whether or not I like her dress, I better figure out what she's doing. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I know. So like constant reminders of just keep your why in front of you, keep your goals in front of you, focus on your own bus, focus on navigating around those speed bumps, focus on, you know, kicking the people yes. that don't belong off and just, yeah, it's, you really have to prioritize what's important. And like you said, Barbara, those hours, 168 hours in a week sounds like a, a lot, but by the time you add in your seven, eight hours of sleep that you need a night, which I don't really get, but right. <laughs> Time you add that in there. Working on it, right? That's Working a chunk on of it. hours gone. Yeah, you, you know. So, yeah. So it's you know, it, and it's about bowl of knowing and establishing your priorities. Yeah. Um, and what I know is this: once you do that, it is very easy to know what to say no to. Yeah. I found a period in my life where I was saying yes to everything. I would say, "Oh yeah, I can do that. Sure, uh, Robert, can you? Help? Sure, I can do that." They were all good things, but they were not things I needed to be doing. And I, I remember sitting down and writing out the vision for my life and what I wanted to do. 
And what that caused me to do is focus in on my week and what I was doing this week. So it was very easy then when people walk up to me and said, can you do this? I knew I didn't have time to do it, Bola. I had to say no. So if you don't vision what you are supposed to be doing, then you won't be able to say no. You'll always say yes to everything. And, you know, when my husband said to me this one time, and this is so true, he said, remember, whenever you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. Mm. So if I'm saying yes to this, then I'm saying no to that chapter I need to write in my book. You know, and so everything we say yes to, we need to recognize if, if I'm saying yes to this, um, you know, what am I saying no to? And sometimes there are people, Bola, in terms of our bus, that we hurt them more than we help them by allowing them a seat on the bus. Wow. I had someone who asked me several years ago to mentor them and I said, no. And I could tell she was very hurt. And I said, well, let me tell you why. I said, because I'm a very straightforward person and you're very sensitive. I said, a mentor is not meant to crush you. And at this time, I would probably crush you unintentionally. Hmm. I said, but I'd be glad to recommend someone else. And five years, six years later, um, I ended up mentoring that person. That person had grown to the point where I felt like they could, you know, and I ended up mentoring that person. But I knew that it wasn't the right time for that person at that time because of where they were in their life. So you have to assess because sometimes we try to help people and in the help, we can actually hurt them if we don't process and reflect correctly. So it's not about excluding people. It's not about thinking, oh, I want to be bothered with certain people. It's about being the best that you can be so you can show up the best that you can for, for, for people and for yourself and also helping people to be the best that they can be. Cause I know for me personally, Bola, I have, um, I have shown up differently and better, especially when I'm around people who there's a certain way they show up and they're like, there's no excuse. <laughs> they have no excuses. Like, you know, I have people in my life who they are so timely and they have no excuses for being late. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to have to work on that. And, and, and I found myself, Seriously, rising to that occasion. Because you recognize that because of that, there's a certain place, place that they can stand and a certain place they can be. That that's, that's critical. And so I really do allow myself to get crushed and to be hurt in certain places so that I can be, I can make the choice because it is a choice. A choice to, to do better and to show up better in certain ways. So um, I just want everyone to really be encouraged uh, that you are important on someone's bus and someone's important on yours. And you just have to determine who those people are. And they may change over a period of time in your life. Who was on your bus last five years ago may not be on your bus today or tomorrow. They weren't meant to be on your bus the entire way. There are very few people that go the, the entire distance. Mm, yep. And that's okay. It's okay. Some it is okay. For a season. Yeah. No, some people are, and it's not that they disappear. They just, they just shift. They're not playing that role. Yeah, exactly. It's just like you have younger children, Bola. Um, there are certain things that you do now because you have younger children that I don't do anymore because my children are grown. Exactly. Yep. Okay. So we, we've both done them, but we are different stages in our, in our lives. And so 
all of those people are still in my life. They just play different roles. Yeah. As, as they grow and expand and as I grow and expand and, and uh, we can help each other. Yeah. Yes. So given that you don't do those things for your kids, Barbara, you still owe me those two weeks of babysitting we talked about. I know, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I still know how to do it, Gabo. I still know how to do it. You know, I, I, you know, I was laughing when you told me you had twins because I'm a twin. I have a twin sister, right? And uh, I, I always say, ooh, twins. And look at her. She's she got a business going. I mean, seriously, you really have to be, I would imagine, Bola, to have twins and, and have children, for sure. You have to be a good steward of your time. You have to be a good steward of people who are in your life because it, it and build a business is extremely important or you won't be able to do it. You just won't. Yeah. And so, but I still got those two weeks, girl. I, I'll take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what friends do, Bola. That's what friends I know, do. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so this has been great, Barbara. I really appreciate your time and coming to share your amazingness with my audience. And uh, before I let you go, I have to ask you though, what is your clever girl superpower? Oh, my superpower is, has become Bola. Um, not just is asking my superpower right now that has emerged in my, cause I was, I, one of the things I didn't share is that I was a very shy child. You don't and sound shy, Barbara. Bola. I'm You're definitely you. not shy. What we <laughs> Bola, I'm telling you, I, I was shy. I considered myself to be shy up until the time I start litigating. So I was an adult then. I was 20 some years old. But I had this twin sister and my twin sister was always, we were always together and she would always speak up. And so I never had to speak until we separated and I went to law school and, and she went um, to the military. And then I had to speak up for myself. And there was a whole process. But what happened in that process, I realized who I am. And so really now I recognize in life with the experiences I've had being in corporate America and having my own business. You really don't get, I tell them this, you do not get what you want. You don't get what you work for. You get what you negotiate. So mm-hmm. my superpower is being in a space with, with people and being able to help them negotiate what they want in their life and how to get there. Um, and they can give me something, an idea, and I have the ability to see it 10 ways and 10 different streams of, of income for them. So my, my superpower, I would say right now, is being in that place where I have an intuitiveness that allows me to hear what a person can't see. I love it. I love yeah. it. I would love for you to share how folks can keep in touch with you, can learn more about you, can, especially the negotiation part that you talked about, which we probably are going to have to do another episode on. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. I mean, that, yes, yes. And we are redoing some things on that now, but I just, um, yeah, I want us to be able to be in, in the big ask mode, but people can get in touch with me. I, my website is Barbara M, isn't Mary, Barbara M Littles. And um, they can sign up for negotiation tips and then everything else that they'll get from there. Um, we are redoing the site. So we have some new things that are coming out uh, that are really, I think, going to help Bola women. And, you know, I loved your book and what you're doing and the information you're sharing uh, in reference to finance, because this is what I, I understand that you can want things in life and you can find um, even some people to help you get there. But I'm going to tell you, you know, this is the reason I, I keyed into what you're doing is because I know how critical it is. There were two areas in my life where I just kind of put them to the side and didn't intentionally deal with them. Finance and health. 
Now, when I was younger, I worked out incessantly. I mean, incessantly. I was always working out. And as I got busy with kids and raising kids, I let that part go. Finances, I always made a good income. So I'm like, okay, you know, I can do what I want, et cetera, et cetera. But it really was really in the last eight years that I've intentionally been focusing on both of those areas. So I want to thank you for the work that you do. Um, And I I really want to get that message out because everything, every door that you walk into, ultimately, Bola, you're going to have to deal with the finance piece. You're going to have to deal with being able to ask for what you want. You really are. Yes. Um, So I appreciate the time. Uh, Like I said, if, if they sign up there, they'll get the emails and they'll get the information that we're doing. I'm um, coming out with, you know, new product, uh, you know, January to help uh, women take center stage in their own lives. And um, so thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Barbara. And I'll be sure to add the link and details in the show notes. So you guys can just head over and learn more about, you know, those key things you need to know about negotiation and all the other amazing things, especially around leadership. Um, that Barbara has to offer. So thank you so, so much. Thank you, Bola. Thank you for having me, really. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast episode with Barbara and you're inspired to go off and make sure you have the right people on your bus and you're being the right person for other people's buses that you are on. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already, and you can do that anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And also leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. If it's been a while or you haven't stopped by at all, head on over to clevergirlfinance.com to check out our courses and the articles that we're posting on the site multiple times a week. And you can also get a copy for free of the Clever Girl Finance Roadmap if you don't already have one. And finally, be sure to stop by our YouTube channel. We're posting brand new videos every single week and we have stepped up our YouTube game so you will definitely love the new content and videos that we're sharing. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you on the next episode.